not tomorrow for the week. I think he's a dead set ghost. That's his strain beer probably over his ceiling. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Isn't it real you can't nominate yourself as Diamond of the Week? It was just a spectacle. It was probably one of the better games we'll see. Just, just about doom, mate. Uh, surely. There you go. That's outstanding. That much talent running around in our own backyard. Ladies and gentlemen, the semi-pros. The semi-pros. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up. Let's go. Welcome along to another edition of the semi-pros. Another big week in sport. A lot has happened. But I guess most of the headlines have been dominated, of course, with uh, the tragic passing of, of Andrew Simons. We'll talk a bit about that on the show and the legacy that he has left. I think everyone's got a memory of Roy, and, and, and he was one of those guys that he was pretty hard as a cricket fan not to like. Also on the show this edition, Jamin Lowe, former Toowoomba boy, former Newtown Lion, went on and played a number of games in the NRL. Well, he's another of these footballers who... Are He's going to turn his hand to boxing. He's going to make his professional boxing debut here in Toowoomba on June 11. He's going to join us on the show, so we'll talk to him all about that. Of course, the Southern Hotel Shot Clock will touch on some of the big topics that are happening around the globe. And, of course, Rocks and Diamonds will highlight the best and the worst of the week. Steve Glover with me this week. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Another slim panel. You and I. Not in stature, but in numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know where the, uh, the other two characters have got to this week. Maybe the... Uh Sunshine, they're uh, a bit excited out and about, tanning up, kids off, probably kids off running three k's or something like that. Maybe. Actually, I tell you what, normally in Toowoomba after the rain it cools right mm. down, but it's actually been the opposite. It's been it has, it has, yeah. Considering what are we, uh, two two weeks from winter? Yeah, exactly. So it's good. Hopefully, a sign of things to come. Not to uh, actually. Hopefully, the rain's gone, which would be very helpful, but. Yeah, I know you're in trouble and your golf gets washed out on the weekend, mate. It's Multiple times. Sure you might have to walk this weekend. Yeah, might have to. Yeah. You might have to walk this weekend. That might really cost you. Yeah, no, mate. I could do with the walks, so mate. Yeah, in the gym and trying to get a few Ks under the belt. So a walk wouldn't hurt me, I don't think. So. Well, here we go. Chiming in. Off three deep. Easy Coming out. off the long run, mate. Joel, how are you? Late as ever. Yes. Puffing too. Oh, mate, those stairs. They've increased. Of them. Yeah. <laughs> There's more of them. There's more of them. <laughs> yeah. um, was Andrew Simons the, the the shock passing? I think it's it's yeah, it's it's been incredible the the outpouring that's occurred since that. He was certainly a larger than life character. Obviously, a, a tragic loss, far too young. But um, but it's been interesting, hasn't it? I think when you when you look back on a lot of these different memories, and of course, a lot of them been popping up on social media or through the media of Andrew Simons and just well, just how good he was and, and obviously just how likeable a bloke he was as well yeah 100% that's sort of what comes across and even not never met the bloke and never run into him in your life he's a bloke that you're like geez, you wouldn't want rolling up and tipping a couple of out looking at him and, and <laughs> listening to the stories and, and that sort of even li- like listening to him on commentary and the uh, the character and the entertainer that he was so yep. for anyone close and obviously losing a, someone close to you it's never going to be a good thing, so it's going to be tough for everyone there. But, yeah, as a cricketer, like, supremely talented. Mm. Um, enjoyed his life, too. Like, looking back, he's just had a good life and loved living the way he did, too. Yeah, so. exactly. Traditional Queenslander. Loved the outdoors. Yeah, parochial, wouldn't he? He um, 
like you said, Steve, the um, tipping a few schooners down the throat with him would have gone all right. And I know wetting <laughs> a few lines wouldn't have gone astray too. He loved his fishing. And I think when he retired from cricket, he was he was looking to go in, oh, chips in with the fishing, wasn't he? Looking to do a Channel 9 fishing show with Roy. And <coughs> yeah, he yeah, certainly would have been a good time to be around, that's for sure. I, I did the same thing. He said I met him a couple of times. I met him once when I worked when we used to do a, a cricket segment with Jimmy Ma, and obviously as as has been shown in 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 this last week with Jimmy, obviously extremely close with Roy, and I can't remember when it was, but it might have been that time when he was he was uh, in a bit of trouble for mm-hmm. the going fishing instead of. Training. Turning up to a meeting or whatever, whatever it was, there was something there. And, and and anyway, and the only interview or the first interview he gave was with Jimmy, and we rolled up with him there. And as you said, I can sort of understand and see where, yeah, why he was why he was he was so so well liked mm. by teammates and just everyone in general. Yeah, yeah, and like a bloke that um, I heard the story about old AB. So AB was the old Captain Grumpy back there. And, on the back end of his career, and Simon's come in as a young whippersnapper, and he could see a few faults in AB's game. So he said, "Come here, AB. I'll show you a few things." And started just throwing down. Nate grabbed AB aside and took him down and threw him balls and balls all afternoon. Apparently, this young—I think he was 20 or 21 at the time—and AB's like legend status at that time. Like nobody even. Talk to him. Really, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> Even if he's, he's going bad, you're going well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, mate, you'll get out of it. Don't worry about that. Yeah, you just do what you keep doing or whatever. Otherwise, mate, what you need to work on Incredible. Is, uh, is that. So, yeah, willing to get in and do it. and Entertaining cricketer, though. Yeah. Well, you talk about all-rounder. He's the ultimate all-rounder. Mm. Like, you talk about when his best attribute was probably his fielding. Like, an outstanding fielder, wasn't he? Well, yeah, incredible in the field, but it was, as you said, not only, I suppose that's way like he could impact the game in so many ways. Like how many, as I said, you want to talk about an all-rounder, he could bat, he could bowl the offies, offies and, and the medium and paces. Medium paces, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, as you said, like fielding-wise, he was always in the game as well. So mm. you can't, it, it, with the exception of probably pulling on the gloves and wicket-keeping as well for a stint, yeah, you probably can't do on. much more. yeah. Rolling in with a cap on too. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> do you, you, well, Joel? You probably, well, you, you weren't born. Do you remember? Do you remember him playing? It appeared in the newspaper this week, actually. David Janetsky in a story about it, and I remember talking to Troy about it during the week when he was in that Queensland team played England in a four dayer up here. Were you, did you go? You up there? I did. I yeah. rolled up for a bit. Yeah, I was only young. Yeah. <laughs> a long time ago. 94, so I was... Uh, so, true, so I don't think I was there. So. <laughs> yeah, 94, I was... I was in grade six. Yeah. I was about... T- yeah, so you in grade five. About, about 10, I would have been 11, there you go. would have been yeah. having a few so, sarsaparillas yeah, up on the hill, you boys, wouldn't you? No, yeah. I remember at home, I was swinging over the fence with the old autograph book or the yeah, That's or right, that's or right. something, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. But that story popped up with David Janetsky was talking about it, and he scored, him and Jimmy Maher scored hundreds. That, mm. uh, what a... What an era that was for, and I'm sure is it. I can't remember if I made this up or not, but I'm sure it would have been a fair team. Was it? Would Healy have been in that team? And no, he would have been established then. That was more obviously that next crop that came through and won Queensland its first ever Sheffield Shield. So Ma, Simons, Bickle, yep. Love, Kasperovitz. That that's yeah, that, right, that's what sort of ilk or Stuart Law, all of that sort of ilk is what I would have imagined coming coming through sort of the ranks then and there. So um, yeah, and so he played up here, but I don't know if I made this up, but I'm sure. 
And it probably would have happened. I'm sure he whether he played because did you ever play him, Steve? Actually, because didn't he play for the Gold Coast a bit? You know, in no, that, I played in that... the Gold Coast in the Gold Coast, um, like the Brisbane League. Yeah, righto. Yeah. So not ever Great in the uh, no, no, whatever Northern, it was called, the you know. Shape of Shield. I reckon he would have given that one a fair shake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They'd <laughs> never played for the Gold Coast in that. No, but no, I, no. Different Gold Coast in the Premier. Yeah, righto. Yeah, because yeah, I don't know. It, it might have been that that edition we're talking back in '94, but I'm sure he put one on North Street. I could be just making that up, but he probably it, it wouldn't be unlikely. No, exactly. Yeah. It wouldn't be unlikely. Easy to believe. And Jeez, we talked. Hit a ball, couldn't he? I mean, it's a shame he's not here. Actually, we talked to Troy, and Troy said he put him on the grandstand. <laughs> Troy said somewhere. Put Troy on the grandstand. Yes. Well, Bubbs did just bowl little doorknobs. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was his recollection little of delicious it. Delicious doorknobs there from Bubbler. <laughs> yeah. Because they wouldn't have been alone putting you on the grandstand. Yeah, true, he? true, exactly. But imagine that. So, but um, but yeah, I think that what you've seen the outpouring since that and cricketers though, jeez. Yeah, I know. they got the curse, haven't it's they? It's nearly. Uh, Eerie in the uh, it final is. destination esque that uh, it is somebody's just there picking them off yeah. of, of that sort of seventies, eighties, nineties era. Mm. But, um, it's frightening. It is. So Even it is, didn't yeah. you see that? It, it really hit home when you saw that podcast that they popped up there. The Warney talking to Roy. Yeah, mm. that's right. <laughs> Neither of them here. I tell you one thing, like it's really been irking me is like. I reckon it was probably about two or three weeks ago I read an article of Michael Clark coming out to say like, oh yeah, we weren't, like we aren't on talking terms and yeah, yeah, and then like and now, now you know it's like, you know you've you've just had a stab at the bloke and literally a couple of weeks later you've, you know, come out and oh he was a great mate and I'm really sad you know what I mean like it yeah. was it was really unsafe like just say nothing yeah is what I would have thought and it would just be embarrassed about the mm. original article but. To, I don't know. That's just yeah, and no, I did see. I, I, yeah. I, I, you're right. I do remember seeing that. It was, wasn't? It was literally only a couple it of weeks ago. I, I read it too. I was thinking, what's this? And and it wasn't too long after the warn thing that he'd sort of said. You know, like it was. I don't know. And then like to then literally a day after do another article to say, oh, it's one thing that's really I won't be able to you know live with or something like. I, I didn't even read the second one because I thought, geez, that doesn't sit well with me to. Mate, three weeks ago, champ, you were there sort of bagging <laughs> the bloke, but now trying to say, like, you know. Yeah. And as you said, the timing. It was literally a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I, I know yeah. the exact article you're talking about, and I saw that. And I did, yeah. It's, it, but a couple of things I think that have come out that sort of somebody up. Did you see there was the story there that said that he essentially went to Cricket Australia and asked for a pay cut, said they'll take a 20% pay cut so mm. to do 20% less corporate gigs because I just want to go fishing. fishing. Yeah. <laughs> Loved everything outdoors, didn't he? Like hunting, fishing, yeah. drinking, <laughs> cricketing. All Aussie. Yeah, yeah, just a typical anything, Aussie. Yeah, yeah. Australian, right? Yeah, I think I read an article. Drove the cruiser ute, you know? Yeah, I think I read an article of Crash Craddock wrote, and he summed it up pretty well, said he would have been perfect throwback cricketer of that era of the 80s. Yeah, yeah. you'd have yeah, a would have fit right in. in. Yeah. Not, whereas, you know, once it got to when he was in that side, it didn't, they were... The corporate, no, requir- the, the, re- yeah, the corporate right. requirements, and and he would have, they would have wanted him at everything, like, you know, if you had a. Mm. Tell you, like you said there before that podcast about him and Warney, you know, one thing that like won't go out of fashion is him and Warney just recently pulling the piss out of Marnus Labuschagne. Oh, you know, I hit it, you dickhead! You know, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like those just bat. Yeah, mate, stop being an idiot. Yeah, and freaking hit it, you know, like yeah. <laughs> that popped up as well. Isn't it good? Yeah. <coughs> and he's uh, who did he impersonate? A couple of boycott. Scots. Yeah, boycott. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how good was? I didn't know he did impersonations. No, it was pretty I, good. He did. He did someone else too. Um, 
Oh, I can't remember what it was, but yeah. Pretty handy, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good to see. It was good to see that those sort of things. Even his commentary, like on the Heat games, like he was yeah. the good. insight that he yeah. gave. Oh, yeah, didn't um, didn't really mince his words too much. No. Like what you see was what you got. I think. And yeah. The, the ultimate sort of in honesty. So yeah. All right. So well, what what will go down as your favourite memory of Andrew Simons? Hard to beat that hundred. Is it rigid, his test hundred with with his best mate down the other end and hate MCG? You know? Yeah, was it you telling us today that he bruised his? Bruised that's what he, that's what he was talking to about to Warney about on that podcast that they popped up there. So yeah, so he and it was in a tense time in his career. Yeah, I think he needed runs. He was you know, yeah. in and out of the sort test of on squad, the way. And anyway, and he and they and he came in and we were in trouble. Was it mm, was it yep. the Ashes? Or, Ashes or, I'm pretty sure and, it was. And we, we were in oh. we were in some strife. So. He's come out and Hayden's still there, obviously, and he scored the hundred. And he said that, um, yeah, he said, oh, it was whoever they're playing, but he said that Hayden came down. It was, he was on ninety five and just came down, you know, and said, "Don't do anything stupid." And he hit a six and he, straight back over the bowler's head. I think yeah, it was. Yeah. He hit a six straight down the ground. Yeah. But then yeah, he jumped into and he jumped into Hayden's arms, and then they and, yeah, he's ecstatic and all the rest of it. He said then after the game, they're in the dressing shed, and Hayden's got this big welt level his head, and he said, "What happened to you?" <laughs> Yeah, yeah, basically, he said, yeah, when you've jumped or you've pushed the rim of me lid that hard into my skull. <laughs> that was good. And the other favourite is, um, like, is no uh, holds barred on the streakers. Oh. Oh, the big shoulder charge, the tackle. I love that. That's right, old mates come out and he's just dropped the you shoulder. Just, that come was, here, you bastard, or something. He's just dropped saying, the yeah. shoulder. That was, that, was, that was the end of him. So, no, it was, yeah, pretty good, I reckon. Mm. Got any others? Yeah, yeah, like you just sort of said, you bastard. Yeah, what he did say to uh, Mahala Jay Warden at that time when uh, he got in the way and diving in there, I think he kicked him in the shin or hit him in the shin with his bat and <laughs> yeah, <I do laughs> picked up on the old stump mic. Oh, it come up on Facebook, I watched about six times. And it's gold, though. myself laughing every time. So, yeah. But yes, no, he certainly was a was a character and will be, yeah, will be missed, as you said. It's just becoming, unfortunately, in, in cricketing circles, he's, he's not the first and... and yeah, in recent times, it's as you said, it's something that's um, it, yeah. Well, Warney, of course. Now we see Simons. Mm. Yeah, you're just pulling up a bit of footage from there, bowling with the with the bowling cap on. The cap on, yeah, the old <laughs> dicky knee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, no, he's it's it certainly has rocked the, the the sporting world, and and to see the outpouring of support for him, and then just the words that uh, a lot of people have said about him. So a lot of teammates, of course, have have made comment comment on it and mm. um, ensure his legacy does and, and what I like is they said in some way shape or form they're going to do something to honour his so yeah. whether it's a, a scholarship or a award or, or something like that particularly through Queensland cricket mm. wouldn't hurt the Gabba to take a leaf out of uh, Warney's book in my opinion I would throw up the Andrew Simon oh, stand oh mate honestly he's a, he was a fair cricketer so it'll be interesting to see what happens, but no, certainly I think there'll be something there to, to ensure that his uh, his legacy does live on. You are listening to the semi-pros. We'll take a break. Joining us next, we're going to have a chat to Jamin Lowe. Who is Haynes Wilson? It's Cohen Haynes and Liam Wilson. They're mortgage brokers. They'll find the right loan for you, and they'll manage the whole process from start to finish. Whether it's your first home, refinancing your current dwelling, or in an investment, they have access to loans from a host of Australia's leading lenders. They're not just here to help you find a loan with the right fit, they're here to make the whole process easier. Professionalism at every turn. Pick up the phone and call today. Haynes Wilson. 
9113. Considering who to trust with your tax return and other financial affairs is a big decision. You can trust ITP Toowoomba. Your local ITP tax agent at 4 Tourist Road is a specialist in tax for individuals, business and public servants. ITP was voted Australia's most trusted accounting and tax service. Maybe it's the attention to detail. Maybe it's the professional and friendly service. Or maybe it's because they know you'd rather be doing what you love and leave it to the professionals. Leave it to ITP Toowoomba. Phone them today and book an appointment. 46327688. The Viking returns to the Garden City June 11. TGW and Smithy bring the big fights 30. Stephen the Viking Spark vs Thai royalty Kong Song for the WBC Australasia title and a top 10 world ranking. Also featuring the Battle of the Footy Stars, former NRL hardman Jamin Lowe up against TRL hitman John Mailer, as well as the pride of Pittsworth, Stonely Jackson, and a star-studded amateur card. Proudly sponsored by JBS Beef City, Mix Hutton Concreting, MNP Security, and High Range Constructions, and our after-fight party venue, The Vault on Ruthven. The Big Fights 30, June 11, Rumours International. Tickets available via Eventbrite. This is Power FM. You're listening to The Semi-Pros. You are listening to The Semi-Pros. Jamin Lowe is set to join us in our next segment. So we'll have a chat to him about his upcoming professional bout and probably talk a little bit of footy with him as well. But let's have a look now at the Southern Hotel shot clock. Southern Hotel is a place to be with all of your live sporting action on the big screens. The other big news in sport this week, boys, Trent Barrett, he's gone. Sorry, he's resigned. He was pushed or, he, you know, just made the decision himself. He was uninfluenced by the decision to uh, to walk or all the rest of it that comes with it. So um, pushed or walked, what do, you, what do you reckon? And was he harshly dealt with it whichever way with the decision? I reckon he was pushed and they've tried to, like, smooth it all over and cover it up and that's why Gus has gone out to be the front man. But I reckon it heavily pushed. Uh, and who replaces him? I'd say... Well, here's one for you. Shane Flanagan. Yeah. The father-son combo. It's worked all right for old uh, Broncos. We've got Kevy <laughs> and uh, Kevy Jr. And uh, obviously the Clearies. Oh, I'd be going Shane Flanagan. He's proven. He's, he's a good coach. So, But has he has he been harshly dealt with? Or deserved the axe? Uh, I reckon he has been. He's only been there 18 months. Yeah. Like, you've got to give him a bit longer than that. Surely, like, look, yeah, they've been going ordinary, but... He's also made some signings for next year, like Reed Marnie, right. Kickow, a couple of these other players coming in that he's starting to build the squad that he wanted. And this is typical, and this is getting onto my rock, but Gus Gould sort of, you know, now I'm getting the people I want around it and trying to create, like, his sort of carry-on. But did, wasn't he the one that brought Trent there in the first place? Yeah, that's what I can't work out either. Yeah, well, I suppose he brought Griffin to uh, Penrith, yeah, Penrith as well. and, and him. him. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm getting at. Yeah. Nothing to do with me. Yeah. Steve, what's mm. your take on it? No, 100%. He, he had a few hands in the back, I think, <laughs> nudging him out the door. Um, on the flip side, I don't think he's a very good coach either. So um, mm. he, he may recruit people and that sort of stuff, but he's got good recruits there. Like they've got Burton, who was probably knocking on the door of a state of origin berth sort of last year at Penrith and then coming in sort of at six. They've got decent forwards. Their attack is abysmal. So yeah. if you can't get. 13 blokes that aren't even NRL grade. If you can get state league players to run better attacking sets than what they offered up, then 
Yeah, you deserve to get the bullet, and I think he deserved that. He was woeful at Manly, yeah, and he was woeful at Canterbury, and I think he might be curtains on his career. He as might a coach. be just a professional assistant. assistant. Yeah, yeah, good assistant coach, halves coach. Like, yeah, he just you see him in the box, and he looks like he's got absolutely no idea what to do. Like there's just wind going I'm, through. I'm, 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 I'm not, like your mob weren't good the other night. Oh, we were atrocious. Oh, it wasn't that one. Of you were panels on there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's. Not to stereotype, but do you reckon he ever looked the smartest player? Nah. Mm. Like, you know, like, I'm, again, I'm not to be stereotypical, but no. I was sort of surprised. You know, yeah, he's, yeah, Trent Barrett's going to be a coach. He was always. Well, he was never, like, you know, like Ricky and that were next level, but, like, players. He was a pretty good player. He was, he was mm. good, but, like, was he as good as some others? I don't know. I always thought he was a bit overrated. Oh, yeah, but I, I, I just was surprising that, to get into the, my own question, I think he was. Hundred percent, he was pushed like that's you know the old. <laughs> I resign and I. Yeah, I yeah. We support him. We, yeah. we I resign, support him. And I resign, here. but I don't get to come out in the media and tell you. Like, the long before. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I I probably don't disagree with what you said, Steve, around the coaching prowess because yeah, they just can't score a point. So there's something not right there. And what also looks bad for him is the week when the genius Gus took them for one week. They bowled over the Roosters, so that didn't make his case look any better. But I do think he's actually harshly dealt with because you said like that you've got to give if if you brought, if he's the bloke they brought in to turn it around and they've started to build the roster that they wanted yeah. to build, as you said, Joe, they've got a couple of big signings coming in next year, a key hooker, one of the best back rollers in the game. So they're sort of building to, towards something. But he signed those players. Now he's not going to be there. So as they said, like with the Reed Marnies and Kickouts, do they have a get out clause to say to now? Hopefully Reed does anyway. <laughs> Stays at home. Yeah. So I, yeah. So I think he's harsh dealt with. You know, and who replaces him? Well, throw a left field one. It probably won't be. But the Walker brothers. I know they always get tossed up with different coaching. It'd be good to see them. In there. Something different. At least they will have some bit of attack there. Exactly. Now he's here's a good one for you. Magic round. Uh, you went down, Joel. So you, you know, and you go down most years. So you know what it's like. It's Fascinating, and every team loves to play in it. There's an odd number of teams next year. Yeah, who gets the buy? <laughs> like, you know, like they'd no, have. I agree. To, I they agree. would have to do it strategically. Well, you're gonna have to do it on uh, fan bases, aren't you? Like, because you want the fans through the gate. Right. So, who, so you're in charge. You're doing the draw, and they say, right, one team misses out on Magic Round next year. Who is it? <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> 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 I'm just looking at Jeff over there yeah. just, just to stir him up a bit but I'd probably I know it's a tough one and you'd want to build that rivalry with the Dolphins and probably link them up with someone sort of close by but yeah well it can't be the Dolphins no, it can't so be Brisbane they're locks because they're just because yeah. well one the Dolphins are the, the new franchise and two Brisbane just like, Brisbane. to be honest yeah. Brisbane would be the logical one you say well they play there every weekend they're fancy yeah. however they have too big a Supporter base. base. And, That's yeah, what I'm to do it. But anyway, yeah, keep going. I, so, don't, I don't know. Whoever's who are you binning? Whoever's got the Manly. <laughs> Manly. Yeah, I'd right. be Manly. So Manly's got the buy next year. Yep. And like every magic year, round. Year every year. <laughs> Steve? No, no I'd, I'd bin the Dolphins because they will be woeful. You can't. They're an oh, inaugural season. Mate, if you, so uh, you're, who, what's his name? Peter Valandis. That's how you're going to go. Interrupto. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be there. No, of course they will be, but that's, yeah, who I, that's who I'd been. I'd been the Finns. The Finns. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I've, Finns I've, in the bins. And then again, I've got the advantage of writing these questions. I thought about this. So, Gold Coast. Next year? Next year, the Gold Coast. Why? They're out. Well, they're the closest there. They, they play in Queensland every week. So, um, They've got no supporters either. So, so But anyway, they're down the road half the year. And then, here we go, add an element to it. The team that gets beaten by the biggest margin... The buy next year. 
So in this case, it would be Manly. 38. Yeah. No, was there any other? So they got beat by 38. Yeah. What's fair? Like, you know, how else are you going to do what, it? Wouldn't you just strategically go, like, just get belted every year at the Magic <laughs> Rounds so you don't have to go up there? But they'd love going up there. The players Zealand? would. Leave New Zealand at home. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that's what I mean. Like, the, the players and the clubs, they, they love it. Mm. By all reports. Mm. So that schoolies. So, yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, it would add another element. So, if you're out there, and and for instance, you, who else got flogged on the weekend? Sharks. Yeah. What by? So you know. Twenty something. Twenty. So you know, right? You know, we're just gonna adds a bit of intrigue for the supporters to have a bit get, more not, of a go. You reckon? Not, well, just not get just not get beat by the most amount of points. Yeah. Otherwise, you miss out. You, you get the buy there next year. Because I don't know how else you do it. Otherwise, because you you'd have to do it strategically. You couldn't just go. Oh, oh well, well, this year it's. You just flip a coin for next year on everyone, and whoever gets to the final, like you obviously flip the coins, and you know, oh, there we are. Then the year after, you bring in the uh, the Perth Bears, the Perth Red Bears, <laughs> Red just, Bears, couple of four forty, just Perth Red Bears, <laughs> just to balance it out. That's right, couple of four forty mil tins. <laughs> you're kidding? So you're, that's what you're, that's your answer. That's my answer. We've just talked about how bad the just, comp just is, and not enough, not enough players. Rock the piss out of it until you, you get someone out. This no, 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 no imagine that. Yeah, right. We're just going to pick one at uh, at random. Oh, Mel- oh no, let's yeah, get yeah, yeah. Penrith. No, oh yeah. no. <laughs> Oh, I said the last one in the hat yeah. is the one that's missing out. Yeah. And it's, yeah, so. But anyway, it's an interesting conundrum. Watch this space. Mm. Uh, CP3, we talked about a lot of us, you know, we'd love to see him win a ring. Well, he ain't going to win one this year. Mm. As you're going to rephrase this question slightly, well, two-part question. One, will he ever win a ring? And two, I don't know if you saw him, you're going to also speak of coming up later, Pat Beverly roasted him. <laughs> mm. I did see that. On a chat. Just roasted him. Yeah. I'll, as I said, I'll get to that later. But um, who? Sorry, Pat Beverly. <laughs> so is exactly, exactly. They've stolen my rock. Who? Why are you? Anyway, that's later. So, but he sort of said, you know, he doesn't cop the heat like the heart, like Harden's copping it. You know, the Ben Simmons obviously is the worst player in the world. Can't deliver on in the clutch. All those different guys, and they're saying, and he's sort of saying, CP3. Well, failed this year. Failed last year. His performances were poor in, in the uh, Western Houston. Conference Finals this year. Um, so one will CP3 ever win a ring, and two it does, it is, you know, should he be copying more heat for his performances in the big time when it counts the most? I don't think he will ever win a ring. Yep. Um, I think times against the the CP3er. I like CP3. I'd love to see him win one, but I just don't think times on his side. Um, is he like? I get what they're saying in terms of not copping the heat and, and like the rest of them, but like again, what you're saying there, like time's not like he's not like in his prime, is he? He's at no, the back he, end of his career. He'd have a couple of. I saw you a know, story he's saying he's going three, around maybe? again, mm. if that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, Max. Cause so it's hardly his prime. So these other blokes that are copping the heat are in the middle of the, the prime of their career. That's why they're copping the heat. But I do accept that he did choke it up game seven. Yeah. Well. Or did Doncic just outplay the hell out of him? But he also he did shoot over from seven or something. Yeah, they all choked it up. Yeah, they him. did. That's yeah. right. He's not he's alone. It's not a one man right. band. Exactly. But, but yeah. So uh, no, I don't think you'll win a ring, and I don't think he deserves to be brutally destroyed like the Simmonses and the the Hardens who are in the prime of their career when he's clearly not. Steve. Mm. Oh look, he probably won't win a ring being the stud on the team but 
He'd be a pretty good acquisition for some teams that are on the cusp that need a point guard to run the show. So if you can get dealt, he might get dealt somewhere. I don't know what sort of personality. He hasn't really shown that, that he's gone chasing rings either. But uh, Isn't he in the perfect spot now? He's not the man there. Devin Booker is. They've got DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, but they need... Well, I don't know. If Booker was healthy, talk is that CP3 wasn't healthy either. Yeah. Quad, so... Um, don't know, it's closing. He might be a uh, 15 to 1 pop to snag a ring. <laughs> is that a club bet? Step on up. 15 to 1, righto. Yeah. I don't think he'll ever win a ring. Their chance was last year. I don't think they would have won it this year, even if they got through. So, mm. But last year was the year. That was the year when everyone, respectfully, Stephen Bradbury, they all fell over. Mm. Or all the injuries members of as injury ravaged NBA season. season and finals you've ever seen, that was and they led. I didn't realise this. They led two nil. They led two nil. They're up mm. two nil last year in the NBA finals, similar yeah. to this series against Dallas. They led two nil. That's right. So you got to go on with it from there. So um, and does he deserve? Oh, I don't know. I, it's funny until I saw Pat Beverly speaking about. It, I never really thought about it. It's it's not. He he has probably delivered on the big stage. He said he was poor. In game seven, but he said they all were. Yeah, mm. sorry, Devin alone. Booker was zero from seven. They they shot twenty seven points at the half. Twenty seven points at the half, exactly. So he's, Luke he's, had twenty seven. Yeah, he's not solo in that regard. So yeah, no, no. Four remain for job the NBA. Four remain. So who wins it now? So there's only four teams left. It's Boston and Miami, and uh, Golden State and Dallas. It's funny. I was only thinking about this today. Bubble is gone. He he went with Phoenix to play um, Milwaukee in the final. So who? Gersk, that was his guarantee. We didn't guarantee it, but anyway, that's who he went for. That can't happen. Steve, who, who you got? So, who wins it? It's four left. I ask this question pretty much every week. It's changed mm, every week. Yeah, Changes yeah. every week. Good. I, I locked in yeah, Brooklyn good. nice and early too. And that was great. I said, jump on, just keep back him. <laughs> don't know. I've got no idea. Let's go. The Heat of just playing good. Jimmy Buckets yeah. is... I don't know. Awesome. I like I sort of that, oh, they'll... Phase out, they'll fade out here, and then they just keep on finding. Keep on finding, yeah. To be honest, I don't. I wouldn't mind any of them winning it. I'm not really against any of the teams. Yeah, I'll I'll go with the Heat for my about sixth time, sixth different team this playoff series <laughs> <laughs> to win. The Heat, Joel, who are you riding with? Yeah, well, I was I was just saying it was funny. I was thinking today when the Heat rolled, Boston game one. I thought. They've come from nowhere. And then I was like, no, they haven't. They finished the top. The top. I was like, yeah. in my but mind, you're right. I was like, sort of just, yeah, they're smokies. They've come from nowhere. I was yeah. like, what the hell? No, they haven't. They finished. Why haven't they been? They've been sort of overlooked every opportunity. Well, they, like, uh, yeah, like, I, got, I don't know. Maybe I'm just alone there and thinking that. But they've got Butler, and then they've got role players around. That's Bam. Yeah. Bam goes pretty good. Yeah, he has been good there. Well, Kyle, and, and Kyle Lowry's barely played for them. Mm. This playoffs because he's had a quad or any or something mm. like that, and he didn't play game one again either. But Tyler Harrow off the bench, six mm. man yeah. of the year. But what they what they do do, and it's actually why it's a good series, is they play both teams play team ball, and they both play really good defense. Yeah, they do. Like I, I doubt, as I saw one of the coaches say, they said, "I might have been Eric Spolster." He said, "You know, it is going to be a good series." He said, "I doubt you're not going to have these sort of games where." Both teams, because because both teams are very disciplined. Both teams play really good team D. Pride themselves on that. You're not going to see. He said it'd be surprised if you regularly see teams in this this series score 130 Blow points. Out. Yeah, we'll just score 130. And like, um, and even that game there today, like the game one earlier in the week, Butler, he had 27 in the second half. Mm. 
Mm. They just exploded in the third quarter. They were down 10 or something, and Boston played game one without Marcus Smart and without Al Horford. Yeah. So they played I, I, without I, two starters. And Bo- and Tatum was Tatum in the first half, and then Butler was Butler in the second that's half. That's right. And, yeah, that 39-10 to 10 run or something in the third quarter, that's what blew it. I was saying to, to, um, saying to someone earlier that whoever won the... Milwaukee and Celtics series would win the shift, East. so I'm going to have to stick oh, with that. I'm gonna, uh, that's what I'm sticking with my NBA, so the Celtics to win it all. But again, as I sort of said there, I've sort of overlooked Miami the whole way through. So they're more than likely to win it. But then you look at the West, too. It's a big, good series. Yeah, that. massive series mm. is both of them, aren't they? It's a real flip of the coin for all of them. Yeah, I'm sticking to stick with Celtics. I'll stick with the team I said from day one because they're still there, Golden State. But I'm a little bit worried because they they were ordinary against Memphis, to be honest. Like yeah. Memphis without, without Jar, yeah. Or are we not giving them enough credit? But still, they they should have. I know they won, and but just they got they same thing you want to talk about. They got blown out by about Belgium. fifty in game, yeah, whatever it was. It ended up forty something, but yeah, it was fifty something at one just point. Ridiculous. So, but uh, yeah, again, I, I just think though that they've that's the thing is they can play poorly and still win because they only have to go on. A, they just get on a bit of a stretch there where mm. with Steph and Clay and you know, Jordan Poole, they just start hitting shots. doesn't matter, mm. what, doesn't matter what defences do. So so mm. I'll go with uh, Golden State. That's a look at the Southern Hotel shot clock. We'll take a break. Coming up next, Jamin Lowe joins us. The Viking returns to the Garden City June 11. TGW and Smithy bring the big fights 30. Stephen the Viking Spark vs Tide Royalty Kong Song for the WBC Australasia title and a top 10 world ranking. Also featuring the Battle of the Footy Stars, former NRL hardman Jamin Lowe up against TRL hitman John Mailer, as well as the pride of Pittsworth, Stonely Jackson and a star-studded amateur card. Proudly sponsored by HEQ Crane Diesel and Gas, Angie's Domestic Duties, Cola Timber Industries and KR Plumbing Supplies, and our after fight party venue, The Vault on Ruthven. The Big Fights 30, June 11, Rumours International. Tickets available via Eventbrite. Who is Haynes Wilson? It's Cohen Haynes and Liam Wilson. They're mortgage brokers. They'll find the right loan for you and they'll manage the whole process from start to finish. Whether it's your first home, refinancing your current dwelling or in an investment, they have access to loans from a host of Australia's leading lenders. They're not just here to help you find a loan with the right fit, they're here to make the whole process easier. Professionalism at every turn. Pick up the phone and call today. Haynes Wilson, 4599913. Where's the home of live sports in the Garden City? The Southern Hotel Bar 839. Of course, big screens, atmosphere, you'll think you're at the game. $15.95 all-day main meal specials. Courtesy bus from 6pm to 1am every Friday and Saturday. Live music every Friday and Saturday night until late. Free pool all day every Sunday. Bar 839 is your place. Settle in for a day or night of fun, food, Sport and great company. Bar 839, something for everyone. You're listening to the Semi Pros on Power FM. You are listening to the Semi Pros. Thanks for joining us on the show this week. A well known name to the Toowoomba region, Jamin Lowe, had a, uh, a great rugby league career across the NRL. Formerly, of course, grew up here in Toowoomba. Uh, he is now turning his hand to boxing and his debut will be back here in his hometown of Toowoomba on June 11. On TGW and Smithy brings the big fights 30. He'll take on John Mailer, who we saw make his debut 
in uh, the last show that was held here in Toowoomba for a win. So um, a battle of the local footy star against uh, the former NRL star. Uh, that's what it shapes up to be. And joining us on the show this week, Jamin Lowe. Jamin, how are you? I'm good, thanks, mate. Yourself? Yeah, very well. So what was the reasoning or the decision for you to want to turn your hand to boxing? Uh, midlife crisis, mate, I think. <laughs> so the wife keeps telling me, but... Uh... No, mate, I've always been a fan of boxing. Um, did a little bit of it as a kid growing up. Um, and just, you know, it's a bucket list thing that I've always wanted to do, mate. And and what better way than on on the Smithy Brings the Big Fights and get to do it in Toowoomba in front of family and friends, which is probably a little bit of pressure there. But, um, mate, just nothing more than just something I've always wanted to have a crack at before I get too old. Why not now? Have you ever fought, whether it be amateur, corporate, Obviously not professional, but have you have you, have you ever been in the ring? Yeah, yeah, I did one uh, charity fight not, not long after I retired in Sydney for uh, PCYC. Um, so long story short, I, I, I started sort of boxing at the PCYC for a little bit of fitness and whatnot. And same as the old man, he used to go along there, so we used to go along with him. And um, I'd always donated money to the PCYC just because, you know, that was always a, a, a good childhood memory of mine going there and, learning a bit about boxing and that. and um, So they had a PCYC fight night, which actually was a, a, a Roosters versus Rabbitohs they, they turned it into. Um, yep. So a couple of ex-players, staff members, etc. So, yeah, had, had a crack at that. And, um, yeah, didn't sort of quite scratch the itch, obviously, because I'm back again now. So. <laughs> Who'd you fight, mate? Who'd you fight in that one? Uh, um... Uh, his name escapes me right now. I knew you were going to ask that, and I was trying to think of it. Um, he Justin Hodges? Yeah. <laughs> No, 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 no. He played a bit of low grades there, um, and and he worked at the PCYC at the time. He'd, he'd had half a dozen amateur fights and whatnot. So, uh, but he, he played low grades roosters, and um, yeah, so it ended up ended up sort of just being matched up with him. It was more sort of he was the only other heavyweight, so it just ended up being me and him. But it was um, it was a lot more sort of casual, obviously, than than a proper pro fight. So it was. It was enjoyable, but, yeah, it was nothing like, obviously, um, June's going to be. And, Jamin, where are you based at the moment and, and who are you training with at the moment? Mate, I'm, I'm back up in Townsville. So I, I uh, left Toowoomba and came up here, the Cowboys, uh, post-schooling. So I um, met my wife here, um, had four or five great years here. I was always planning to come back up here at some stage post-footy and, Ended up in the mines for a little bit, so. Um, but back in the Cowboys days, used to do a bit of work with a local guy, Gonzo Hooper. Um, he's quite well known amongst boxing fraternities. He's done at least had a couple of pro fighters fight Danny Green and, and Anthony uh, Mundine in their prime, uh, and Brad Mayo and Brad Reed. So, um, and yeah, he's just he's stayed locally, mate. He's sort of out of the pro game. He's got a quite a, he's got half a dozen good amateur fighters at the moment, but. Um, yeah, I, I didn't. Sort of, I, I've known Gonzo for twenty years. Didn't sort of want anyone else in my corner, and he was happy to sort of come back and do another pro show. Uh, I think he's pretty just as excited as I am. So, win-win for both of us. And you got some sparring partners up there, mate. Have been giving you a fair good rounds, or Mark Flanagan? Is, uh, is he still that's, up around there? Yeah, here? it's been a struggle, mate. To be honest, um, I haven't uh, haven't been able to find many sparring partners at all. Um, I've got one guy that sort of comes in once a fortnight. Um, at the moment, that's sort of uh, lacking a little bit. Um, yeah, but it is what it is. We've we've got a couple of guys lined up that um, getting closer to the fight are happy to come in. But right now, that's a bit of a struggle. But 
might have to um, knock on the door of the Cowboys and grab Jason Tomalalo out or something like that. <laughs> he'd, be, he'd fit the bill perfectly for your opponent, I imagine. tossing him up just quietly. <laughs> <laughs> so what does the training resume look like, mate, without uh, without getting in the ring sparring there? Just a uh, heap of fitness bags, pads? Yeah, mate, well, part of, part of doing this too was to sort of lose a little bit of weight. I'd lost sort of motivation post-footy post career, um, packed on a little bit, so sort of needed a little bit of motivation in that sense too so uh, Gonzo like a lot of people up here thought I was mad when I said I was going to have a fight so <laughs> we sat down had a good chat over a coffee and I sort of explained to him what I wanted to get out of it and that was to, to fight this fight and prepare for this fight as close to a pro would because why do it if you're not going to do it properly sort of thing so I, I'm training three times a day at the moment which is which has been quite enjoyable to be honest um I got uh, Dad up here at the moment. He's he's retired now, so he's holding the mitts for me. So we're doing a lot of fight simulated stuff. We've got we've seen John's last fights. So we've got a little bit of a plan. Like I, I wanted to sort of treat this as much as a a profile. Not this is going to be a, a, any sort of career for me, but um, yeah, wanted to just experience the whole thing. So early morning runs like Rocky, mate. No raw eggs, but um, just uh, Castle yeah, Hill training hard. Yeah, losing, Castle losing Hill with a few Castle rocks, Hill, mate. Yeah. Yeah, the old boy walked past well. I had to get in the car and go up and get him. It, it sort of pumped him a little bit. The heat, heat knocked him around. Coming from Toowoomba up here, it, uh, he's not used to that heat. So, no, we've been doing Castleville. It's, it's always a good one early morning and watch the sunset come up and doing some mitts and, and obviously uh, going in and doing a bit of a game plan thing with Gonzo in the afternoons is, is sort of the, the resume at the moment. Mate, what does it mean to you to come back to Toowoomba? Now, you've started your football career here. I'm sure you've still got a lot of um, friends and that around the Toowoomba area. Toowoomba will always be home. It's where you started your rugby league career. There must be some nice, I guess, romance in the fact that you can come back and you can have your first professional boxing fight in Toowoomba as well. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I wouldn't have taken it had it not been in Toowoomba. Um, it's not sort of something... Um, you know, we, we, when, it, when it first popped up, I thought, you know, if I could get on one of these no limits fight nights with the NRL stuff, that that was sort of where the the, the motivation to start training and hoping that I could get on one of them. Um, spoke to some people um, about those sort of things, and and they're a bit hard to get on. Obviously, it's a little bit of um, the bigger names will get will get the shows there. Obviously, it's not sort of much about boxing ability. Um, some of the bikes that have fought on some of those cards and sort of scratch it. <laughs> yeah. They get a shot. But anyway, it is what it is. But um, yeah, on the back of that, I just thought, well, I'm getting sort of half fit here, and why not have a crack? And then spoke to Brendan about um, about a fight. It was actually the it was the Grote Mayala last fight. Um, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I was asked whether I would come in short notice, and uh, I was a bit iffy about coming in short notice. And then Grote put his hand up. Credit to him at the time. So. Um, and on the back of that, I just sort of spoke to Brendan and just said, you know, if, if anything else pops up, I'd love to have a crack. And, and as you say, the, the obviously being a Toowoomba boy, um, I'd absolutely love towns or love living here, but I'll always be a Toowoomba boy. Um, never forgotten where I've come from. So to have to be able to do it in Toowoomba in front of family and friends, like you say, is, is just the icing on the cake. So I, I can't wait. I'm pretty excited about it all. You mentioned before just uh, you had looked at some of those other shows and, and seeing what happens on the No Limit ones and so forth. So, mate, can I ask, is is this, a, in your mind, is this a one-off or are you thinking if I can come out here and, and make an impression that there might be further opportunities? Because, you know, Paul Gallon, we've seen, of course, what he's done. I think every 
I think every man and his dog wants to fight Gallon because of obviously it's a big fight and the opportunities and things like that. But are you thinking of it beyond this one in Toowoomba? Uh, awesome question, and we'll all find out on June 11th, I think. I think even <laughs> myself. So I think I, I, I would love a crack on No Limits. I, I, I know Georgie Rose, um, and, and I've, yet, I've yet to sort of talk to him about it, but if that was to pop up, um, absolutely, I would jump at that because then that's the extra pressure, isn't it? You know, like a pay-per-view event in front of, you know, every, you know lots and lots of people. So it's that next level sort of thing. Um, how I go in June, if, if you know, if I really struggle and um, sort of get the floor wiped, well, then that sort of answered that question for me. So it'll all depend on how I feel on the night. If I get through this, I might get an itch and, and really have a, a red hot crack at, at something like that. The, the Gallon sort of stuff, I, I, I'm, you know, Gal and Sonny Bill and these guys fight guys with a profile because that's what Sell's done it. So, and I, I'm, I'm not the profile that they're ever going to want to fight. Um, you know, that, that's just, that is what it is. That, that sort of ship sailed and um, as good as it would have been to have fought one of those guys, you know, post-footy career. But, um, yeah, I don't think that would ever happen now. Jamin, you spoke there before about those No Limit shows and some of the, the, the ones that are getting a go on there. Mate, anyone that, uh, if, if they're listening by any chance that you want to throw <laughs> out there that you might just say to them, hey, listen, fellas, are you ever looking for, for opponent for Hodges or whoever? Um, you keep mentioning Hodges. Yeah, mate. I've, I've always <laughs> said that he can't fight Hodges. So, and I'd probably come back and have mate, I'd go, come and, back tomorrow and, and, and fight any, him. Put it that way. Any, any of them, mate. I've, I've said to a couple of them um, on social media, not on the on the uh, public platform, but I've DM'd a couple of them and had a little bit of banter back and forth with a couple of them. And, and yep. I've said that I've said to quite a few people, I'm not afraid to fight any NRL player that's in the ring now or post or like, that's retired or current. I, I'm, I, I would, I would back myself against any NRL player. Yeah. Right. Um, so Gallon, except, Sonny Bill. Except, except for, for Solomon Amona. <laughs> He's the only guy that I would never get in the ring with. I've been in the ring with Sol Sparring in Sydney when I was playing at the Rabbit. Oh, really? That was terrifying. So <laughs> I, I would never, I would never get in the ring with Sol. I've seen his punching power, and he was going about forty percent against me. And I'm thinking, if this, if he was going hundred percent, he'd kill me. So I actually think he's fighting again soon. I thought I saw something with Sol. I, could I, be I did hear he was, he was looking at a fight last year. I mean, the money that's getting thrown around for some of oh, these right. fight nights is, is, is great. Like it's before it's his awesome. time, like, Sol, wasn't he? The, the, no, no limits guys and all that the, these shows they're putting on it, it is it's putting eyeballs on boxing which is un, it's just outstanding Got, you know gal and all these guys credit to them like they're, they're they're training hard they're getting in the ring and i know there are some people out there that bag them because they're footballers but you know we all know harry garside and we all know all these guys because basically paul gallon put them on show like 100 and i think that's great for the sport it's here, awesome here you go. Solomon Hamono will be back in the ring versus Moston Neiman on July 16 at the Manta on the View at the Gold Coast. Jackpot. Yeah, good. There you go. So, Sol's... But, but Sol's. he's like, like I was just sort of saying, he was a bit before his time, Solomon. Like, he was a fairly talented boxer too. Like, Unreal. he won a title and uh, he, was, he, was, he was a gun. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, you know, no, like, I, like I, you I, sort of said there, Jamin, um, in terms of like the gals and that have really put it on the map now, but Solomon, you know, in, uh, later in his career, what was that probably mid to late 2000 and like 2000s into the 2010 sort of thing, like he was fighting them all, all legitimate boxers too and, and wiping the floor with them. Yeah, yeah, and, and a bit like me, they were all 
you know, the really, really good ones were too scared to fight him. Yeah, like that's, he, that's, he, that's he, bang there, on. There were a lot of guys on. back then that probably, you know, had had, had the boxing credentials, you know, they had had Australian titles or, or state titles that they wouldn't fight him, you know. So just a quick story. I, I went to Wallamaloo Gym and, and, and Johnny Lewis was there and I went in there just to do some training. Anyway, Sol was sparring and he was sparring a young kid from Penrith who'd come in to spar him and this young kid, he was a big boy, but he was only young and he was trying to knock Sol out. And I'm thinking, you are mad. And, and <laughs> Sol was getting the shits and Johnny Lewis was telling them, you know, pull your head in a bit and, you know, words to that effect. And <laughs> this kid kept trying to knock Sol out. I don't know what he was trying to do, make a statement. And so Sol started to, it was like a full-blown fight at one stage and, and Sol rattled this kid, knocked him sort of half out. And, and I'm sitting there on the spin bike warming up and they've had a bit of an argument and this kid left and... Johnny looked at me and he said, would you like to jump in and spar with Sol? <laughs> and, oh, mate, I've never been so close to wetting myself on the spot. I was petrified. But the, the professional and the, and the sort of bloke Sol is, we got in the ring and the first jab I threw was the softest jab I've ever thrown in my life. And, and I got the same same sort of jab back and I thought, oh, thank God he's calmed yeah. down. So. You got in there but nice yeah, early no, and said, mate, I'm not like that young fella trying to knock you out. I respect you. I respect you. Yeah, I respect yeah. you. Go easy, mate, brother. I was prepared to go and get him a coffee or whatever he wanted. Yeah. To do. I, I was whatever you want foot massage just calm down before I get in there like, so yeah, they're really going to put two headgears on so, so anyone but Solomon Hamono yeah absolutely yeah yeah yeah. I don't I'm not saying I would beat any of them now I've been retired and, and inactive for a long time but um, I, I, when I post couple years post retirement um, from professional sport when I was a lot fitter um, I, I would have happily fought any any of them yeah any I, of them I just mean it says a lot about Solomon that, doesn't it doesn't yeah, mean it's, it's, right. it's, yeah absolutely it says yeah, a lot he, about Sol yeah yeah and, and I've met him quite a few times obviously before and after that sparring incident but um, and he's just a gentle giant but just his sheer power and ability and yeah, he gets them eyes where there's just, it looks like a shark's eyes are just black when he's in the ring. It's like, yeah, no, thank you. Did you come up against him on a footy field? <laughs> yeah, played him once, yeah. Yeah, early days he was coming back from an injury. I think I was playing reserve grade. He was playing for Tigers, I think, yeah. And same thing, you just didn't go near him. He might, I might have played against him when he was when he sort of was winding up at Manly as well, but not that I can remember. But he was putting all those shots on and, and folding blokes in half, so you you, you Picked him out in the defensive line, didn't go anywhere near him on the field either. So. <laughs> now, one bloke, one bloke you won't be able to avoid on June 11, obviously, is John Mailer. It's a legitimate. You're taking a legitimate challenge in your first fight. He's had one fight and he and he won it impressively. He's you talk about Solomon Amono, so same sort of thing. He's got that raw Polynesian <clears throat> power. So it, yeah. it's it's a significant challenge for you. Why, you know, what excites you about that proposition? Um. Probably similar to Sol. He, he has that power. He has that knockout power. Um, and he, he's a scary prospect. And that's what I wanted. You know, if this is my one and only fight I ever have, I wanted it to be as big a challenge as possible. I didn't want to fight some fat, unfit taxi driver or whatever. I, I, I wanted I wanted a challenge that that, fit, that, that that scared me a bit. You know, like I wanted... And it has, mate. It's, it's, it's kept me motivated. It's kept me training. You know, I've seen the fight with with uh, Groat, um, seen the power, seen, seen the genuine boxing skills he has. And just on the back of that being he was looking for a footballer to fight, well, everyone gets what they want out of it, I suppose. It, it, and it's, yeah, as nervous as it sort of makes me to fight someone like him, it's got me excited because 
you know, if I could beat someone like him, then then maybe that does catch the attention of a few people and who knows what happens after that. If it's an impressive win on my behalf, well, who knows what's next. And now, Jamin, the other thing is another former proud Lion turn boxer Michael Witt he sort of set the standard for you there he, he won his first one and only fight in the same ring you'll jump in on June 11 in Joel what was it it was in 2014 what round like it was it was round one it was, it was round one it was about two minutes in he two was minutes in that blow from Warwick so there you go one of the flashiest yeah, knockouts too Jamin I don't know if you were there were you he fought a taxi driver, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> you can tell him. You can tell him. <laughs> no, me and Woody have been talking on Instagram lately, actually. He's, he's, he's been in contact, obviously. Yeah, he's, he's fought on the same card so, um, and, and had the same sort of desire to do it as I, as I have. Is, is just, you know, and Woody, I've known Woody since we were seven-year-old. We played at Newtown together. He's a year younger, but we played... A lot, a lot of footy together. Spent lots and lots of time together training in that. We're, we're very, very close friends. So um, it was good to sort of, you know, drop a couple of things on him as well as to, you know, what yeah. to expect and, and the rest of it. And he just he couldn't speak highly enough of it. He was very impressed with how professional it all was, how, the, how professional the whole show was. And, and yeah, I, I know, yeah, he got, a, he got a round one knockout. So pressure's on me now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the difference being too, Jamin, obviously Woody, he had a few amateur fights. I think he had about yeah. nine amateur fights when he was a young fella too. So he sort of had a yeah. bit of um, pre-experience, I suppose, knowing, you know, like it's a different different ball game sort of getting between the, getting between the ropes. So at least he had that. Yeah, sort of, absolutely. But the best thing that you've got, mate, is you don't know what it's about. So you got nothing to lose. You haven't got that yeah, pre-experience. That, yeah, right, you know, mate, you haven't got exactly any right. like and, that. You know, it's, I uh, always plan to fight at some stage um the the my mother growing up wasn't the biggest fan of boxing so she sort of put the handbrake on that <laughs> very early on in my life as much as i would have loved to have had a few amateur fights when i was younger that that was never going to happen and uh the wife's not too dissimilar so <laughs> oh, mate, I'm uh, hearing you. Safe, safe to say i'm, I'm uh, not the most popular bloke at home at the moment because both <laughs> my man and the missus are in the same house to, at the moment while i'm training with the old boy so yeah, bit bit of tension there, but oh, I know she knows what I'm like, mate. She knows that this would just be something that annoys me until it's done. So I'm I'm sort of yeah, I can't wait, mate. I'm so excited. I'm so I'm so excited. It's in Toowoomba. Um, people like friends and family will be there for it. Um, I'm off the drink at the moment, which anyone that knows me that knows how tough that is. So no doubt we'll be having a a nice drink and good time after the fight as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something to look forward to come, yeah, absolutely. Come, come June 11 and, and I'll tell you I know a few people up that way and there's a few reports that uh, you go alright a few Townsville spies tell me they reckon you go okay so be interesting to see yeah well yeah that's nice I, I... I'd like to know who said that, actually, because <laughs> how would they know? <laughs> I'll probably, yeah, yeah. Only, only, only fights anyone would have seen me up here would have been early days Cowboys before mobile phones in the streets yeah. outside of the At the mad cow. At the front <laughs> of the mad <laughs> cow. <laughs> actually, there's a, there's a few YouTube clips, not on the streets, a few YouTube clips of you there on the footy field, actually, in a few blues. Yeah, I, w- I wasn't the most talented footballer, so I had to sort of stand my authority otherwise which uh, used, to, used to get me in a lot of trouble. So, yeah, <laughs> South fans are reminding me at the moment, actually, on the back of a few send-offs of late in the NRL, 
uh, South have the cleanest record in the NRL era with only one send-off, and that was me in 07. So <laughs> they, they were happy to send me through that little clip on Instagram throughout the week. Otherwise, they'd have had no send-offs in, what'd you in do? the NRL era. So. Hey, what did you, you do? Uh, uh, I was a uh, little right hand to the chin of someone who uh, um, thought, he, thought he could tackle me below the belt sort of thing, if that oh, makes sense. Yeah, that's right. Had, Who was it? Yeah, yeah, Brett Delaney. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, not good. Not good. But anyway, that was how I was back then, so... Oh, yeah, yeah didn't miss had him. to pay the penalty. That's actually why I ended up training with Johnny at Mwilamaloo. Funnily enough, I was suspended for six weeks after that. So, uh, sorry, four weeks after that. So, um, as extra training, uh, the, the, the coaching staff would send me down to Johnny. So, I got, I got suspended for punching a bloke. Then they sent me to a boxing gym to train. So, <laughs> go figure. But anyway, I ended up in there with Johnny a couple of couple of days a week, which was awesome. And um, seeing how he operated with his boxes. And I would just do a bit of conditioning and jump in and spar every now and then. But... Yeah, that's sort of how that sort of started. So yeah. been popular that night, mate. Three minutes to go, down six on the attack, and yeah, you lay a couple on the chin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't smart because I was supposed to have breakfast with the Titans the next morning about going there because I was off contract, and that never eventuated. So, yeah. that, <laughs> what they weren't impressed with the right end, mate. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't wasn't smart at all. So yeah. I will tell yeah, you what, though, what just is. just watching this clip. So I don't know if John Mailer's watched this, but. Is the right hand your punch or what? You didn't miss him. Oh, I can't, can't reveal all my secrets, mate. Jeez. <laughs> Have a go at it. <laughs> yeah. Do you know oh, Delaney yeah, was a bit I... stiff and sore anyway? Oh. Yeah, I was a bit no- a bit annoyed by, by by that, so I was I was fairly pissed off when I threw that punch. But um, Well, if someone grabs your wheels, right. what do you <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. I don't know what I can and can't say on radio, so I thought... But yeah, no, he grabbed me on the cods, so and I just yeah, didn't appreciate that. But yeah, three minutes to go, like you say, and we were coming back. We were coming. We we were down. I don't remember what the score was, but we scored a couple of tries late to be able to steal it. But then I did went and did that, and that sort of squashed all that. So yeah, as I said, I was a bit bit loose back then. So yeah, would would have been. I would have just got up and giggled now if, if that had happened. I'd be quite excited by it. You know, <laughs> often, but, You're good um, up to thank them. Then I was a little bit taken back by it. Uh. <laughs> well, we're looking forward to seeing you in action June 11. So it is TGW and Smithy brings the big fights 30. Jamin Lowe up against John Mailer. Last thing I want to ask you about is you mentioned proudly from Toowoomba. It must be great for you to see that your old club, Newtown, which had a little bit of an exile back in the Toowoomba Rugby League and a lot of people there behind it that spent a lot of time, a lot of work, a lot of effort to, to rebuild the club and get it back into the TRL. Yeah, it is, mate. I was, you know, that club... Um, get emotional talking about it. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I mean. Newtown, as I said, it's something that uh, meant so much to, to so many people. And it's funny, as you said, yourself, your brother, Michael Witt, was another you mentioned, Steve mm. Price, produced some great players. Yeah, it was. And then, you know, my it gave me everything in life. It, obviously, my path ended up in the NRL, but, you know, I, I go nowhere without that club. So, yeah. No, great to, to hear. Shows uh, what, what it means. And that's what I mean. That's what I love about uh, people from Toowoomba, they never forget where they're from, and that's an example for, for you as well. So um, a very, very proud Newtown boy. I said, I know the, the club and the area is also really proud of what you're able to go on and do, and now we can't wait for the next chapter. Looking forward to seeing you 
in the ring. So we'll see you up here on Fight Week. So June 11, when it all goes down, you can jump onto Eventbrite and grab your tickets and see Jamin in the ring. Jamin, thanks so much for giving us some of your time on the show um, and look forward to seeing you up here next month. Hey, thanks, guys. Look forward to seeing you on the night. Thank you, Smithy, for um, giving me this opportunity too. Like, you know, Brendan does some great things in Toowoomba with boxing and I couldn't thank him enough for for what, uh, how accommodating he's been um, back and forth with different things, getting the fight ready and, and, and prepping me. As a, a, you know, This is all new to me, so no doubt I'm annoying the shit out of him with text messages every day. So, But he's been so good, and, um, yeah, I can't wait for June 11th. Yeah, be awesome. Look, looking forward to it. We'll see you up here next month. Thanks for joining us. No worries. Thanks, guys. That's Jamin Lowe joining us. He'll be in the ring. So there you go. So his big fight. Yeah, geez, I told you, it means a lot to people to be a, a Newtown blue bag. Blue bagger. does, mate. And this there in his voice, didn't you? Exactly. Your classic Newtown v Valleys battle as well. That's the other thing. We Hopefully can... comes out in the blue bag of gear. Probably will, you know. It's a good point. The, the Royal Blue Trunk should have asked him. Similar to Gal with the... Yeah, that's right. Where's the same? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Puff <laughs> Daddy. Come out the, the blue bag of song. Well, we're going to find Cameron out. Moody, Moody might be singing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Leading him out. But yeah, no, looking forward to it. So, yeah. <laughs> Great chat with with him there. He was pretty raw and on a lot of different uh, topics. So, but yeah, you'll see him June 11. So he'll be in the ring. And as I said, like I've heard from a few of them up that way, that reckon he goes pretty well. You can yeah, see, I've, you can I've see the way he threw that. Pretty good too. I've heard from a couple of reputable sources that he's uh, reputable, he's reputable or reputable. <laughs> Could be different. Reputable. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, interesting to see. So, Jamin Lowe in action. TGW and Smithy bring the big fights 30. You hear all the uh, info there on the ad, which is playing day, night, every hour here on Power FM. So, coming up on June 11, the big fight. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll have a look at our Hogan's Family Jewelers, Rocks and Diamonds. Considering who to trust with your tax return and other financial affairs is a big decision. You can trust ITP Toowoomba. Your local ITP tax agent at Four Tourist Road is a specialist in tax for individuals, business and public servants. ITP was voted Australia's most trusted accounting and tax service. Maybe it's the attention to detail. Maybe it's the professional and friendly service. Or maybe it's because they know you'd rather be doing what you love and leave it to the professionals. Leave it to ITP Toowoomba. Phone them today and book an appointment. 46327688 Toowoomba Truck Spares is your authorised dealer for Western Star, Man, Dennis Eagle, Cummins and Detroit Diesel. We also specialise in parts to suit all makes of heavy duty trucks and trailers. We have a comprehensive range of parts making us your one stop parts shop. Toowoomba Truck Spares, 497 to 501 Boundary Road, Toowoomba. Or check out the website, www.ttspares.com.au. And make sure you like us on Facebook. Hogan's Family Jewelers is Toowoomba's premier family-owned jewellery store. Three generations have been serving Toowoomba and the Darling Downs for the past 74 years. Hogan specialise in handcrafting, engagement, wedding and eternity rings and all fine jewellery using only the highest quality GIA certified diamonds and hand-selected gemstones from the most renowned regions in the world. Lockie has a passion for designing beautiful, unique pieces for his clients and is available by appointment for consultation. Visit Lockie Hogan and the team at 243 Margaret Street, Toowoomba. Hogan's, for those who prefer quality. This is Power FM. You're listening to the Semi-Pros. You're listening to the Semi-Pros. Thanks for joining us. Hogan's Family Jewelers Rocks and Diamonds. 
We look at the good, the bad, and the ugly. Jewelry needs pop down and see Lockie and the team. It was down there last week, actually. Nice display of bling there. Picking up a bit more bling? Or? Yeah, yeah, looking at a few things there. So. I saw, um, you know, like the one thing that you're missing when you do your ring announcing, like I saw like... A big gold watch. Yeah, but no, no, the, the real big thick rings, you know, like the all the big diamonds. Like you've got a couple of rings. The Super Bowl nothing. ring. Yeah, like those big suckers, you know, like the chip. <laughs> see, That's what you're missing. Yeah, see if I can get one like, of, you know, the old... Dolphins 74 championship ring of Ace Ventura mm. one of those sort of ones so that big yeah that's a good point I'll work on that and it's on the hand that holds the mic too I've noticed mate so that's yeah. another thing and then the know. jacket that only comes up to here so, so you, you can, can see, see sort Rolex. of the watch hole out yeah yeah, yeah. just might, a few pointers mate just, just they might head out. over to Bali or somewhere and get a pick up a Ronex <laughs> <laughs> pick up a Ronex or something like that Britlings or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. But for the real thing, pop in and see the team at Hogan's Family Jewelers. They're the best in the business. I've got to pick up some rings from Lockie. All right. Um, I don't know why I picked up those papers anyway. I already know what's on it. So, rocks and diamonds. Joel, you're going to kick us off for what? Kick us off, there? mate. I, I touched on it a bit earlier. Old uh, Gussie Gould. He's my rock of the week this week. The old, uh, What'd Gus do? Oh, mate. Oh, no, no. I had a really heartfelt uh, conversation with Trent last night. Isn't uh, it absolute rubbish? Mate, you're fooling no one, you dopey. <laughs> I don't go much on old Braith and Astor on NRL 360, but tell you what, those blokes on that show haven't missed old oh. Uncle Gussie. They're the only ones that really called him out on his garbage. But I suppose the others, it's that's his network. And Fox, I suppose, too. But, but they, they, they they ripped into him another time. I forget. Yeah, you know, another one of those. But, yeah, they didn't miss. And well, not but, fooling anyone, honestly. Like, if you're fooled by the Gus, oh, I was a really heartfelt and transport his heart out and we're sorry. And, but the... Like, the thing that gets me with all of it is, is like, mate, if he has done that, right, and let him come out and tell the media yeah, exactly. that. You know, I'm struggling, just, I've put my heart and soul in all that sort of garbage that Gus has come but mate, out with. But the thing is, would you still have believed him? Trent? Yeah. Nah. Yeah, so... No, but still, like, well, maybe. If Trent came out and said If Trent came out and was, did it and said, you know what, and then... It was my decision and yeah, I'm just a bit run down. or something. Is yeah. that it, Gus? Is that yeah, what I'm supposed to say? Yeah, <laughs> literally. But Gus coming out sweet, nothing's in the yeah. Save the day. Oh, we, didn't, Gus? we haven't right. forward planned for this. Oh, it's going to be a crisis meeting. Who's going to coach him from here on in? Because we haven't thought about it. Because he was going to be here long before I was gone from the, the yeah. dogs and all that sort of garbage from Gus. Yeah. Please. Pull the other one and plays Jingle Bell's champ. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't disagree with you. It's And I, you know, Gus is Gus. But it's hard to believe, isn't it? Just he's the, whatever his title is. He, he's the hire and the firer. Isn't he? Like yeah. I know there's a CEO, but he he's he's calling Basically, the shots. Isn't he's he? got to give, that's why he's given the keys to the dogs, didn't he, to come and fix it, turn it around. Yeah. So it's not the board. But, but then someone said, right, I Gus, you should. I think it was Vossy said Gus should coast the rest of the year. And then someone hit him up at that when he's come out and poor Trent. You know that press conference. Will you coach? No, absolutely no, no chance. Yeah. yeah, of course you don't, because you don't want to. You you want to be able to sit back there and say, oh, but I would have done things a bit differently. You know that or no hood sort of scenario. Or the the old you know, oh yeah, look, Trent asked me to run the boys this week. They come out and win, and then you disappear into the background. Yeah. That didn't help him. No, not at all. I think that probably made the decision <laughs> a great deal easier. But the week before too, Trent will be here a long yeah, after I'm getting I've been. Yeah. Long after I'm gone. He's a brilliant coach, yeah. this Trent yeah. Barrett. Yeah, and even the way he answers the media, I'm not even gonna not gonna comment because it's cool, mate. You're you're up there with Paul Vaughan. <laughs> <laughs> Parasite. What did he say? You're the worst kind of people or whatever. Yeah. Paul Vaughan, he's mate. Pot have another kettle black. Have another there. barbecue, mate. Hide yeah. in the cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> See if Duff will get under the bed again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. What do you? What? Who are you diamonding? 
Dominating, uh, I don't know, I obviously wasn't here last week. Someone may have done it, I doubt it. But uh, Aussie coach Ange Postagoglu has <laughs> gone over to uh, Scotland no. to coach uh, probably the best team in Scottish football history, Celtic, Glasgow Celtic. And obviously this is, um, in, in Scotland they've got the Protestants versus the, the Catholics and this is the Catholic side of the city with the Celtic. Um, start of the year, they were all saying, "Who's this Aussie bloke? Let's bullet him. Let's let's wrestle him. He's no good." Yep. Gate games, you know, I think mid table sort of stuff. But he's pulled out of nowhere. Big Ange playing his Ange ball. Brought in a few imports from his Japanese um, days, and mate, they won the, the league again. And they were saying this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. <laughs> Big Ange, but the success of the man, he won a couple of A League titles That's uh, right, with, with the Raw. Yeah, he won one with Melbourne Victory. Uh, then he went to the J-League. Obviously, he was a successful Socceroos coach. He's the first one that's ever lifted a trophy anyway in terms of uh, we won the Asian Cup under him. Went to the J-League, won the J-League with the Japanese side. I think it was Yokohama or something like that. And then obviously now gone to one of the biggest leagues in the world in Scotland and um, and done that. So, sky's the limit for big hands. They're talking Premier League now. Um, yeah, fair play to him. Good diamond. Steve? How are you rocking a diamond in from news.com sponsored by Steve no, no, Segment? No, no, yeah, yeah, no, it's all this, yeah. From I'll tell you what, there's some pretty poor reporting going on there, so they can cop the rock. I think they did that once before. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 that won't be your first yeah, time you've rocked them. Anyway. No, they're going to rock the old magic round uh, crowd blues. Yeah, fair. Yeah, a few of them, I think. I was going to get Saturday, Sunday. Stink on Friday. Yeah, good one, Friday there. And um, was that Cunningham? Owen Cunningham. Yeah, Owen Cunningham. Owen Cunningham and his young fella and... Off to uh, visit the hospital, but yeah, oh, like it, it is a bit of a, a downer on that sort of thing when you put on a, such an event and blokes can't handle it and Absolutely. runs out. And yeah, it happened, I think, every day. Did you, you see one on there on Sunday? No, I didn't see one there. No, you no, and Bubs? Yeah. Me and the bubbler. <laughs> Tell you what, the bubbler's Cowboys jersey got a little tight. Yeah. <laughs> was that He's a big body, fan. Was that body paint? He yeah. was a big fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, but Diamond, and to keep it NRL, this this will probably be Diamond next week as well. But uh, <laughs> right. an absolute rugby league legend, and I've loved this bloke his whole career. He did wonders <laughs> at the Broncos. And Here we go. He's the had Bill. a little bit of off-season trouble. No, he hasn't had any. No, no, Hopefully. he's acquitted. He's off, so, but he's back. And he's back with the best, and they're on a winning streak of one. And then they're going to gum up. Uh, it's in Brisbane, is it? Is yeah, it yeah. By the time this goes to air, they will have already lost. Oh, they will already have won. So they can be a double diamond. <laughs> so he's come back. The middle, Man of the match. Man of the match. Probably kicks the winning field goal. Two-pointer. <laughs> from 45 out. Off the wing. On a wet and miserable night. But the MILF's back. And he's... Back in oh, Brizzy too. I'll tell you what. I couldn't... Is in Newcastle. Oh, is it? Yeah, I was going to say, surely they don't have another game at Magic Round. But no. anyway, yeah, it's at, well, there you go. There we are. So McDonald Jones. McDonald Jones. They'll get behind him. And this is the rejuvenation he needed. And this is... They probably need him just as much as he needs them <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Attack-wise, but... And uh, then, off to, then off to Wayne. Uncle Wayne off, Wayne off at Redcliffe. So he's going to um, prime him up. A bit of uh, prime dolphin fodder. But anyway, he's back. It's good to see. He quitted... Back into it, Milford. No pressure on. Four tries and a field goal. <laughs> <laughs> Not asking for much. Nah. Predictive. Right. Great. Now I'm with um something. Oh, Rock is Be- Pat Beverly. Like why? Like why are they even asking him? Who is he? Like why are they even asking him? 
of all the players that are currently not playing in the playoffs that carry some form of influence or opinion that would count, yeah. here you've got Pat you've got... Beverly. Mm. He even dragged up a, something with Stephen A. this morning. They dragged up that his beef what? with CP goes back to high school when they played it. LeBron camp. Yeah. Yeah. Ask Bron. Yeah. Bron's his man. <laughs> Ask him, he'll tell you. It's like... I schooled him, he said. Yeah, yeah. Please. Yeah. You're not fooling anyone, champ. You've never schooled anyone. You know, that's... That's like me, like, shooting... I don't know, 0 from 11 last night in C grade and rolling up to the Mountaineers and telling Cam Webber how to play. Mm. I've seen you do it. <laughs> I'll do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Comes so, back to St Mary's days. It's just ridiculous. I, I, I just can't understand it. And even, I, I know... Like there's, there's a code, isn't there, sort of with players as well. You don't sort of see... Like, they have a bit of backwards and forwardsing and Twitter, but that's just ridiculous. And, and, and as I said, for Patrick Beverly, like, as you said, who? Stick to whoever you play for. The Mavs. No, Minnesota. But anyway, yeah, I just thought it was disgraceful. Now, here's a good one locally. My diamond of the week is the Dolby Swans, I want to call them, the mm. AFL team. They did something good. You're um, good. They... For the first time in 15 years, Dolby Swans claimed the scalp of the University Cougars. So the Cougars were runners-up on the, the in the comp last year. It was the only match in the AFL Darling Downs that was played last week out at Dolby, just with all the wet weather and things like that. But that's a big one. So the Swans now, they have won. That's their second win of the season after their first round defeat of South Burnett. So they're 2-0, the Swannies. Swannies. That would never have happened. So, good. Yeah, expansion to AFL Darling Downs, I'm not sure how many years, going back a few years now. There's been some struggles out there. But, um, yeah, good things ahead for Dolby. And that's a, that's a landmark victory. Celebrated mm. long into the night at the RSL out there at Dolby, probably. So, well done to the Swannies. They get my... Um, diamond of the week. Okay, what's happening in sport this week? Toowoomba Rugby League action. Joel, you've got a few fixtures that are on this week. You tell me, mate. There's a bit going on with yeah, the, who's, pl- uh, the TRL. who's, who's playing. Last who? week off with the, they all got a point. Good for the Blue Baggers. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Newtown, obviously South and Valleys, uh, Gold Park. They're on Saturday. Yeah, and that will be the uh, Power FM radio. Game. Match of the day. You can listen to that. Or the night. Saturday night, 5.30. Yep. Yep, that's us. Newtown Brothers at Jack Martin. Oh, yeah. local rivals. Yeah. Hers, Battle, Battle of Hursley Road. It's not no longer Hursley Road. Battle of uh, the Bruce Highway. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <A> red Bank. <laughs> the what? Yeah. One of the highways. That, whatever. You know, Steve, what's the road? To Westbrook? You used to travel at uh, Pittsworth. Gore. 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 That's there the we one. Go. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that one. That's the one. Yeah. And then on Sunday, they got Warwick and Oakey. Out at Oakey. Trevor Mickleborough Oval out there at Oakey. Big game for Oakey. Yes, did, did big Herman Eddie Purcell, captain coach, run on last week or the week before? We did, the week before, yeah. There he goes. Jordan Drew. <laughs> so he's back playing. Uh, I think they were short a couple. So uh, he's the HP, Herman Ata, come out and uh, I think he got through 60 minutes. I, did he? Jeez, he wouldn't have been doing much if he got through 60. <laughs> come on. Help the bench. Hey, 60 I off said, the bench. What did you play on the wing or something, did you? <laughs> <laughs> I would have been defending out there on the sting or something. I would hate, I would hate to have heard the halftime talk. He would have been, he would have been, <laughs> he would have been catching his breath. He would have yeah. sounded like me running up the stairs there before. <laughs> That's what he would have sounded like. Yeah, then they've got uh, Highfields and Gatton at Cools Road. That'll be, be a good cracker. game. Yeah, good game. two of the heavyweights. Yeah. Highfields v Gatton. Pittsworth v Dolby at Pittsworth. It's a must win for Pittsworth. Jeez, they've been going ordinary. And Gundy v Waddles. What a game. Gundy. Yep, that, and that will be the Power FM match as well. So tune in, 87.8 Power FM and Gatton Power FM Radio Special Events Online. 
Gundy and Waddles. Yeah, some great TRL action. Uh, the Toowoomba Mountaineers, Steve, are at home on Sunday. You can tune into the semi-pros page for the links for the commentary. You and mm. I will make my debut for the year. Mm. The Gold Coast. I think Gold Coast unbeaten, so it should be a good afternoon. So that's on there. Sunday, so the men and Times the women. Sometime in the afternoon, 3 o'clock. <laughs> yep, so Steve and I will, will be out there for that. AFL Darling Down set up having the week off last week, so that continues on this week. As we said, the Mountaineers at, uh, at home as well, so a lot of uh, the... The uh, the sporting teams, a lot of local fixtures, of course, last week with the big wet had were cancelled. So just check all your Facebook pages and info just for in terms of what's on this weekend. But as we say, get out and support some local sport, but plenty happening as always. Right, let's find a winner. You gonna tip us your horse? Which one? You got one running this week. Yeah, I know. We scratched it today actually. Oh, sorry, we scratched it midweek to go around in the Saturday race. There's a few in the group not happy about it. <laughs> I'll be betting against it. That's what I'll be doing. But anyway, that's all the good. The big goodbye. Yeah. It is a big Throw it in the chief to beers. Please. No, it's in the benchmark 85. Oh, is it? The race no, two. Yeah, yeah, it won't be when the snow zone will win. That'll give you another free tip, but that's all right. Okay, it's, what do you, what's winning? Uh, I can't believe it. I've loved this horse. I can't believe I didn't back at last start. The reason I didn't was because... Uh, the bloke beside me was low flying and tipped me into something else. So I thought I'd so jump his on his tail and uh, mm-hmm. didn't go real good for us. But uh, in the Pam O'Neill, the uh, 1600 race five, Doomburn, the good horse, Xenifer for uh, yeah. Gary Jack Duncan. Big, big Jack, it's a fair horse. I like this horse. It's um, got a fair record at the track and trip. And eight bucks, Xenifer. Doomburn race five, number four. Stephen? Yeah, no, mate. I won't go uh, stay. Oh, the local flavour, but in the uh, one of the big ones of the day, the BRC Sprint. Yeah. Looks that one pretty well last start. Didn't Old it? Socks are Soxy. gone. Just, uh, Heading towards the Stradbroke. Yeah, put them away fairly fairly well. Wet track down there. Obviously, it's probably going to improve a little bit, maybe. You might get back to a soft, which will... That oh, was heavy track down at the Gold Coast, but uh, handers it all, but looks to be... If it gets back to the softest range, a bit uh, kinder to it. So $7.50. Yeah, very winnable, I think, on its last performance. All right, let's go. Doom Ben, race one, horse three, Montez. Oh, this horse is ready now. This Everything made to order here. It was written a little bit, I was surprised, actually, last up. A little bit upside down. They pushed forward from the wide gate and it, did a little bit of work early, but still probably looked the winner at the Furlong Pole. So I'd say that one will have tightened it up here. Back to Doom and heavy, slow, good, whatever it will be. There'll be a bit of cut out of the ground as well. That'll suit it also. Brad Stewart jumps on. I think he'll be a little more patient than Robbie. And, yeah, it's 15 bucks in early markets. And it's yeah, it's a benchmark 78. It's a very, very winnable race. There's a Hippie Cup winner going around that race. There's, there's a horse, uh, Costas, in it. The Catch, that's uh, won a couple straight. It's got a bit of a... A boom on it, but gee, I tell you what, it's a fair step up from uh, beating horses like uh, the Demtel Man and the Catch in benchmark 62s at the Gold Coast or Class 3s at Ipswich, beating the same horse there, the Catch, into something like this. So it's it's uh, primitive odds of 6 to 4. So I think yeah, Montez gets everything to suit there. Now, what, Ostermeyer towards the Ipswich Cup? It'd be a good race for it, actually. So, yeah, so the big day of racing coming up. So there are our selections there as well. So hopefully a few winners to be had amongst those. That's the show this week. Thanks, boys. Have a great week. We'll join you next week on the Semi-Pros.
Hogan's Family Jewellers is Toowoomba's premier family-owned jewellery store. Three generations have been serving Toowoomba and the Darling Downs for the past 74 years. Hogan specialise in handcrafting, engagement, wedding and eternity rings and all fine jewellery using only the highest quality GIA certified diamonds and hand-selected gemstones from the most renowned regions in the world. Lofty has a passion for designing beautiful, unique pieces for his clients and is available by appointment for consultation. Visit Lockie Hogan and the team at 243 Margaret Street, Toowoomba. Hogan's, for those who prefer quality. Considering who to trust with your tax return and other financial affairs is a big decision. You can trust ITP Toowoomba. Your local ITP tax agent at 4 Tourist Road is a specialist in tax for individuals, business and public servants. ITP was voted Australia's most trusted accounting and tax service. Maybe it's the attention to detail. Maybe it's the professional and friendly service. Or maybe it's because they know you'd rather be doing what you love and leave it to the professionals. Leave it to ITP Toowoomba. Phone them today and book an appointment. 46327688. Where's the home of live sports in the Garden City? The Southern Hotel Bar 839. Of course, big screens, atmosphere, you'll think you're at the game. $15.95 all-day main meal specials. Courtesy bus from 6pm to 1am every Friday and Saturday. Live music every Friday and Saturday night until late. Free pool all day every Sunday. Bar 839 is your place. Settle in for a day or night of fun, food, sport and great company. Bar 839, something for everyone. That's my rock of the week. I think he's a dead set ghost. That's his strain beer probably all over his ceiling. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Isn't there a rule you can't nominate yourself as Diamond of the Week? It was just a spectacle. It was probably one of the better games we'll see. Just, just about doing, mate. Uh, surely. There you go. That's outstanding. That much talent running around in our own backyard. Ladies and gentlemen, the semi-pros. The semi-pros. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up. Let's go.